The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. In the meantime, I want to talk about uh, something that the Junior Minister for Drugs, Hildegard Nocton, had to say. She was speaking in an interview with the Irish Independent, uh, suggesting that people caught with small amounts of drugs should not end up in the criminal justice uh, system. And she included uh, in her conversation uh, so-called hardcore drugs, things like cocaine and heroin, as well as the likes of cannabis. Uh, Dr. Austin O'Carroll is with me, the founder of SafetyNet, clinical uh, director uh, with Granby GP Services for the Homeless. And Michael O'Sullivan is a former Garda Assistant Commissioner as well. Uh, Gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Um, Austin, do you think this is a good idea? This is the path we should go down? I think this is a, a, absolutely the path we should go down. This is basically the health-led approach to drug addiction as recommended by the Citizens' Assembly recently. And what it's saying is that people who are in possession of drugs for personal use, small amounts for personal use, rather than putting them in prison where the, the addiction is, is likely to get worse and not be resolved, we offer them a health-led approach. And this is an approach to hype, try and help them stop addiction, you know, stop their addiction, take treatment, and re-enter into society and normal society. Um, this is if they take the, if they refuse if a person has drugs for selling they are subject to the criminal law and they go to they go to the same sanctions as, as, as meted out by the justice system and if they continuously refuse to take up a health led approach then they're referred back to the criminal system so but it has been shown this is a system that's been in Portugal now for 15 years it has been shown by the statistics in Portugal that it reduces the use of problematic drug use. It reduced the uh, prevalence of HIV in 2000 from 104 cases per million to four cases per million by 2015. It reduces hepatitis C, it reduces drug-related crime, and it reduces imprisonment rates. It's a, it's a humane way to approach it, and actually it's the actual optimum way to approach this particular problem of people who use drugs. Uh, so, Michael, I mean, that all sounds good on the face of it, uh, judging by the, the Portuguese experience, as Austin describes, a, a reduction in harmful drug use, a reduction in death, a reduction in HIV, a reduction in hepatitis C. You, I understand, though, have reservations about this approach. I've spent the last four years working in, um, in Portugal. I've worked with the national and the local police. And I want to say this clearly, the Portuguese model doesn't work. People have gone there, spoke to the Department of Health in Portugal, and they said, look, this is great, this rose-tinted narrative. It doesn't work for a whole range of reasons. And if you have an hour, I can tell you. The bottom line is... Well, we don't have an hour, so give me the very truncated version, Michael. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. The Portuguese model is in Portugal for the last 20 years. It came off a very low base because they never, they operate on the principle of locking up people who use drugs. No other country in Europe has taken on the Portuguese model. I wonder why. It's simply because it doesn't work. Let's be clear about one thing. Nobody goes to prison for possession, simple possession of drugs. Nobody. Now, if they have a string of previous convictions, it might make things slightly different. 92% of this population don't use drugs. Drugs are criminalized. Why? Because they're dangerous. You take, um, you take cannabis, for example. Cannabis, the, the cannabis, the THC content, the potency of, of, of cannabis has increased by 57% in the last 10 years. So the best drug, best practice, international best practice, and I'm 45 years working in law enforcement and I've worked all over the world. The pillars of a good strategy are demand reduction, that is the guards stopping supply, prevention, rehabilitation and research. Um, when we have 8% of the population using drugs, you look at the people who use hash. Why are they using it? Or using cocaine? 
the primarily social users, they are completely different now from heroin users. These are people who are using it weekends, weekdays, going to a okay. christening, going to a party. Why? Because they want to. And because they, and why do 92% of the population not use it? A lot of them, particularly young people, are afraid of the law. And the law and, and the consequences mm. is, is, is that, is that, um, is the consequence that stops people from using, okay. using drugs. I'm, so, not, so, I'm talking about social workers here, so I'll just clarify. Yeah. I'm talking about social uh, uh, users of drugs. I'm not talking about the 26, 27,000 opiate addicts or so we have in Ireland. So, Michael, how do we reduce harm? Well, we reduce harm the way we're doing it, we do, by demand reduction, as in the guards doing what they do, by prevention, by rehabilitation, and by research. And, and an awful lot of it has to do with health education as yeah. well. And, and we, I believe, are doing very well. People will say, oh, the war on drugs doesn't work. It's not about the war on drugs. That's an old phrase from the Nixon administration in 1971. It's about a good drug strategy. If you take the criminal sanction away from drugs, even away from cannabis, if you have this lax approach, you will increase the consumer base. More people, particularly young people, will say, no big problem mm. here. During the head shops problem, there wasn't the criminal sanction for the use of drugs from head shops. So we, we okay. had policemen outside of shops trying to stop youngsters buying it. They said, it's not, look, if it's not illegal, it's not harmful. When the Department of Health changed it, the shops closed down, the problem went okay. away. Let, 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 let me just go back to Austin on, on a few of those points. Yeah. Um, you know, Austin, I have to kind of bow to the superior knowledge of both of you on this uh, topic. But as mm-hmm. Michael describes it, we're not necessarily doing a bad job with the approach we have. In Portugal, not all it's cracked up to be. Well, first of all, I'm 30 years working in drug addiction and also I'm working in Portugal for over five years. I've visited it many times. And the figures don't lie. I'm quoting statistics from medical journals um, and their national statistics. They don't lie. It has made a dramatic difference in Portugal. Secondly, things, the things they're suggesting is not inconsistent with what Michael's suggesting. We're not saying that you legalise drugs. We're not saying that you don't try and continue to prevent drugs coming in and subject people who import drugs to the law. We're not saying that you um, don't try and prevent misdrug use. You continue all those things. But at the same time, as we, what we're doing at the moment hasn't been working because we've still got a huge drug problem. And if Michael, if Michael says that we don't send most of those people to prison anyway, but if we don't send them to prison, then there's nothing wrong with sending them for a health intervention, which is likely to improve their ability to get off drugs. So this is a... But uh, I think Michael's point, and not to put words in his mouth, I think Michael's point, though, was that there are others who would join them in drug taking were you to remove the criminal right. element. If, then that's not consistent with the fact that the drug use is reduced in Portugal um, and the actual effects of drug use. So there's no evidence to show that, and the evidence that does exist counters that. Um, because you're still subjecting... In other words, if someone still is found in the use of drugs... It's not that the police don't get involved. It's just they bring them to a health intervention first. And they, if, they, if they continuously to refuse okay. to engage in health intervention, then they go back to the police and they go back to the legal system. So they're not avoiding the legal system. They're just given an option to take a health intervention prior to go down the criminal system. Uh, Michael, a uh, uh, last word to you. Practical, a practical perspective. You catch a guy with four deals of hash and he's standing on a street corner selling drugs. In Lisbon, they give him a ticket to go to a dissuasion committee, which is a, a psychologist, a doctor, and a social worker. We're not he doesn't, no, let me finish. He doesn't have to turn up. They meet him the next day at the same street corner. They give him another ticket. He doesn't turn up. The third day, they stop giving him a ticket. Now, 
that, that we are a different society to Portugal. I'm not doubting the statistics from Portugal. They come from a very low base. Portugal were locking up drug addicts back pre 2000s until they realized we have to send them for rehabilitation. We have a variety of mm. safety nets. If an adult is caught, let's say with hash, he can go to the adult cautioning system. He's cautioned in a police station. Don't do it again. If somebody's caught in possession of drugs and if they have a drug problem, they will get a, a probation report. There are safety nets there. We also have the drug courts. There are lots of safety nets. I think we have bought in to we in a rose-tinted narrative perspective, yeah. with all due respects, to what they're telling well, you in Portugal. Will it work in Dublin? No. The texture is equally split. The global war on drugs is a failure. It should be replaced by decriminalisation strategies, says one listener. Tony says, we hear about the Portuguese and Canadian models as if they were some kind of magic bullet. They don't work. We have enough problems without uh, legalisation. Uh, Tony, for what it's worth, and not to pick sides, it's not legalisation, and I think we need to be careful about language. Decriminalisation, which is slightly different, but I appreciate the text and the point nonetheless. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.